RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The chief executive has extended a five-day COVID lockdown to a second block at Kwai Chung Estate and imposed single-day lockdowns on four other buildings nearby. As the Center for Health Protection warns, the number of COVID infections will continue to climb in the short term. And nine people are convicted by the district court of taking part in a riot near Chimsa Choi Police Station in 2019. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has extended a five-day COVID lockdown to a second block at Kwai Chung Estate, imposed new single-day lockdowns on four neighboring buildings, and ordered mandatory tests for residents of 13 other blocks to contain a cluster of Omicron infections. The outbreak first started at Yat Kwai House, where around 100 people have tested positive, and has quickly spread to Ying Kwai House, where around 10 people are known to have been infected. Both buildings will be locked down for five days. Officials also imposed a one-day lockdown on Chin Kwai House and on three other buildings adjacent to Yat Kwai House and Ying Kwai House. Mrs. Lam defended the government's strategy. We are not sort of uh, absolutely attaining a zero as a strategy. But the alternative to this type of strategy will be the so-called living with the virus. In other words, we open our borders. We have no social distancing measures. We, we, we will, like one of the country, uh, announce that we, you don't even have to wear your mask. In my view, uh, Hong Kong uh, does not possess the, um, the prerequisites for going that approach. One is because uh, we still want to open a border, not only with the mainland, but also with the rest of the world. And secondly, is our vaccination rate. It's not yet ideal. Residents of the remaining 11 buildings at Kwai Chung Estate must take tests along with people living in two blocks and nearby Kwai Fook Court. The Center for Health Protection's Dr. Chuan Shukwan has warned the number of infections will rise, at least in the short term. The number of cases is expected to increase because uh, there will be an incubation period for this illness. So once we try to quarantine and isolate all the cases, we hope that the case numbers will drop. The hospital authority says two nursing assistants at Princess Margaret Hospital have tested preliminary positive for COVID. Officials said one of them lives at Ying Kwai House. A total of eight staff are classified as close contacts, but no patients needed to be quarantined because the infected workers had been properly masked. Separately, police say a 32-year-old civilian staffer living in Yat Kwai House has tested preliminary positive for COVID. They said she last went to work at the Chunwan government offices on January 20th. Officers and civilian staff who might have been in contact with her will be tested for COVID and her close contacts will be quarantined. Even before the increase in cases was announced, infectious diseases expert David Hoy questioned whether the government would be able to lift the current social distancing measures when they expire on February the 4th. Professor Hoy, who's advising the government on the pandemic, says Hong Kong is fighting outbreaks of the Omicron and Delta variants. He also says the government could consider allowing non-essential staff to work from home and urge people to avoid visiting relatives or going to large gatherings over the Chinese New Year holidays. We have now two war zones, one due to Omicron, one due to Delta. And in the Kuaiqing area, there are actually outbreaks in the public housing. And we still have to find out if there is any spread further into the community. So I don't think we have enough time relaxing the social distancing measures on the fourth day of the Chinese New Year.
Nine people have been convicted by the district court of taking part in a riot near Chimsa Choi Police Station on the evening of August 11th in 2019, while one defendant was acquitted. Prosecutors told the court that around 2,000 black-clad protesters assembled at the Park Lane Shoppers Boulevard occupied traffic lanes and blocked the exits of Chimsa Choi Police Station. Delivering his verdict, Judge Douglas Yao rejected some of the defendants' arguments that they didn't have time to leave, saying police had given repeated warnings. As for the only defendant who was acquitted, the judge said the testimony of the police officer against him was unreliable. The Customs Department says nine people have been arrested after the seizure of about 25,000 cannabidiol products, or CBD, suspected of containing a dangerous drug. Officers raided three warehouses as well as six shops across the territory, including three run by a large retail chain earlier this week. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Scientists are warning that wildlife should be monitored for COVID because of concerns the virus may be jumping into animals from humans. The BBC's Navin Sinkatka reports. The World Organization for Animal Health has so far recorded 625 COVID outbreaks in animals in more than 30 countries. But almost all the animals that tested positive were pets or in zoos, so could be easily examined. Scientists have told the BBC an agreed global framework and funding to monitor animals in the wild is urgently needed. Studies have found many animal species are susceptible to COVID infection because of their cell structure. Scientists say the swine flu pandemic in 2009 is an example of how some viruses can jump between humans and animals. A United Nations official in Tonga says the country will be heavily reliant on food aid for some time, a week after an undersea volcanic eruption triggered a huge tsunami. Sione Hufanga said almost all crops in the South Pacific archipelago had been badly affected by volcanic ash, and farmers had lost their homes and livelihoods. The New Zealand Navy has brought a desalination plant to produce clean water. Sayaniana Rocco Vukago of the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent societies says these supplies are crucial. Tonga being an island that relied mainly on rainwater, uh, you know, they have tanks to, to store water and also their boreholes, you know, the main source which have which would have been inundated with salt water following the tidal wave, you know. So there was a real need. The, the water was a priority uh, for the communities. The United States has delivered 90 tons of what it calls lethal aid to Ukraine, the first shipment following a new promise of military assistance from President Biden. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev says the cargo included ammunition for Ukraine's frontline forces to counter any Russian aggression. Estonia's Prime Minister Kaya Kalas warned that President Putin was trying to blackmail the West. She told the BBC Moscow's, she told the BBC Moscow's attempts to divide NATO allies had so far failed. When there was a Russia-NATO council, uh, then the 30 allies all spoke with one language and exactly the same topics, uh, saying that, uh, you know, Russia has no say of uh, who can be members of NATO. Russia has no say of uh, how the security architecture of European countries is, is built up. So that is uh, something that is, I guess, negatively surprising uh, Russia, that we are not divided. 
A British MP who accused government officials from its own Conservative Party of intimidating opponents of the Prime Minister has contacted the police about it. William Ragg has alleged that government whips had threatened to withdraw public money from the constituencies of MPs opposed to Boris Johnson. The government denies this but says it will look at any evidence. The opposition Labour MP Chris Bryant told the BBC he was taking the allegations seriously. I must have spoken to about a dozen Tory MPs in the last few days who have um, made similar allegations about whips. Uh, and I've even heard you know, MPs alleging that, that the Prime Minister himself has been doing this. And what I've said to all of those people is that I think that that is misconduct in public office. Um, the people who should be dealing with such allegations are the police. To sports now, and at the Australian Open, former finalist Marin Cilic ended fifth seed Andrei Rublev's hopes with an upset four-set victory to reach the fourth round. World number two and title favorite Daniel Medvedev won over the crowd as he eased into the last 16, along with Stefanos Tsitsipas. Greek fourth seed Tsitsipas chasing a maiden major was also largely untroubled in a four-sets win over unseated Frenchman Benoit Paire. In the women's draw, Halep swatted aside Danka Kovinic, conqueror of US Open champion Emma Raducanu in straight sets. And world number two. Ar- Arnea Sabalenka needed three sets to get past 31st seed Marketa Vondrasuva. And just one result so far in football's English Premier League, Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa grabbed three vital points against Everton at Goodison Park, themselves at a wrong end of the table with a much-needed 1-0 victory. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches and temperatures in a region of 18 to 21 degrees. The outlook, a few rain patches on Monday and visibility will be relatively low. Currently 18 degrees Celsius to humidity 89%. The news from RTHK.
Sailing high in the sky. That's Taylor Swift and Sparks Fly. You ever feel that way? When you look up too long to check out the uh, fireworks? When the sparks fly? All of a sudden, 